0: What's your favorite color? Uh, I'd probably go red. Red bus. Uh, yeah. Big red bus called the Paul bus. And he would drive to the bars with the free drink, drop everybody off, grab the free drink, and go to
1: the next bar.
2: That's like the odds monkey <laughs> bus, bus analogy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: The Business of Betting podcast is presented by Optimove, the number one CRM marketing solution for the iGaming industry. Four out of the top five U.S. operators personalize player experiences with Optimove, the number one CRM marketing solution for the iGaming industry. Learn more about Optimove by requesting a demo at optimove.com businessofbetting business of betting. And if you like what you see, you will get your first month free.
0: What is up, everybody? I'm Jason Trost, the host of Business of Betting podcast. I'm joined today by Paul King, the founder of OddsMonkey. OddsMonkey is a pretty well-known match betting service, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. I'm really excited to have an in-studio guest today. So this is, really, I think, my first or second episode, I think probably my first episode where I have an in-studio guest so we don't have to deal with remote conversations and whatnot. So first of all, thank you for joining the podcast, Paul.
2: No problem. Thanks for inviting me along.
0: So I usually like to ask where people are dialing in from, but where did you come from?
2: So uh, I'm up near, just outside Cambridge. Normally not too bad, but yeah, train strikes today. It's been a bit more of a challenge, but yeah. Did you get hit hit with that? Uh, A little bit. I just, I drove into Cambridge to get the train because the the trains in the surrounding areas were a bit affected, but
0: yeah, it's not too bad. So match betting, I guess, why don't you define match betting for the audience and then we can get into it.
2: Okay, not an easy thing to do, which is one of our marketing challenges. So in its simplest form, matched betting is a way to use the value that bookmakers offer through free bets is the most common to try and lock that in for a profit for our customers. So, for example, there might be a bookmaker offering a £50 sign-up promotion. So if you sign up, they'll give you a £50 free bet. Normally, they want you to use that to risk your own money and then potentially stay on the platform. So matched betting involves taking that free bet placing a back bet and then placing a lay bet to bet in exchange to basically cancel out that free bet, which takes away a lot of the risk, uh, in some cases, all of the risk. And then it means that you can end up with a profit. So that's it in its simplest form. Uh, And that's how when I discovered match betting, it was a very manual process. So I read about it probably sort of 10 or maybe closer to 15 years ago on Martin Lewis's Money Saving Expert website. It was all over the forums there, but it was a really manual process. There was no software to help you. So it was really trawling bookmakers' websites and betting exchanges and looking, but you don't really care what you're betting on. You just want odds that are pretty similar so that you can reduce as much of that qualifying loss, which is what we call it, the amount you lose when you qualify for that free bet.
0: And what were you doing before, before you got into this?
2: So I was a computer developer working for a local government and not okay. a very uh, exciting job. That's exciting to me. Well, not really. So if you <laughs> live in Field in North London back then and you wanted to change the order a new waste bin, then i probably wrote the form that you ordered that on. Okay. So it really wasn't that
0: glamorous. Is your form still working or did it get replaced?
2: <laughs> Surprisingly, a few of my forms. Are, last time I checked, if you pay your council tax in Menfield, you still use the form that I worked on, which is yeah, remarkable.
0: So back in the day when you were just starting on this forum, approximately how much money were you making from sort of doing it on your own?
2: So I discovered it, tried to read about it on the forums. And it was just pages and pages of text and kind of gave up. It just seemed too difficult. And then the motivation for me was that I got the option to get a season ticket for the football team that I follow. I've been on the waiting list for 15 years, but it was a £1,000. At that time, I had a mortgage, two young kids, didn't have a spare £1,000. I thought, right, I'm going to go back, read about this match betting and try and understand it. So yeah, that was my first aim was to earn a £1,000, which then you could earn it even more quickly than you can can do now. So yeah, within the space of a few weeks, I'd managed to make a £1,000 that season ticket and that was kind of a light bulb moment that went off that it, it really does work. But also then I started thinking about how I could use my skills being a computer programmer to try and simplify the process and try and remove some of that sort of manual labor intensive tool in the web pages to find the best odds.
0: Mm. I guess the the market has changed a lot. Just to sort of put some numbers on it. How long would it take you to make a thousand pounds 15 years ago? And how long would it take you to make a thousand pounds today?
2: So yeah, 15 years ago, within the space of a few weeks, quite easily, the bonus offers from the bookmakers were a lot more generous. Today, £1,000, we normally say to our members within the first sort of month to two months, depending on the time and effort that they're putting in. Once you move on from those bonus offers, then how you transition to sort of ongoing profits and earnings has changed quite dramatically from then. We've had to introduce new tools because a lot of the offers have changed. And I think essentially the bookmakers have wised up a little bit and tried to change their offers to make it more difficult and uh, and that's kind of what yeah, we focus on the Odds Monkey is trying to yeah, come up with new pieces of software to try and ensure that we keep giving our users a consistent way to money on ongoing basis. And how long has the Odds Monkey been going for? I, I think I built it in two thousand and ten and we launched I think two thousand and eleven. And then I ran it. But it, at this point, it was just a sort of back bedroom hobby business. I ran it for the first five years. You just you your as front the, bedroom? <laughs> kids. So, yeah, at that time, it was just software because I didn't have the time to train people. So people were learning about it on Money Save Next. And then they were hearing about OddsMonkey software that made it easier. Uh, and then they were coming and subscribing and paying a subscription fee to use my software. During that five years, I also created a few uh, sort of B2B relationships. There were some other websites that were training people, and then they pay to use my software. A lot of those websites are still in existence now. Some of them are quite big in our industry. I was my excuse would be I was too busy to probably fully appreciate that those commercial early commercial relationship uh, agreements that I had were pretty wider the mark in terms of the value that my partners were getting out of it and uh, from the software yeah, and what we were somewhere. charging them. For me, it was just additional money coming in. It was very much a lifestyle business. I was probably a bit naive to yeah the sort of scale that we could build it up to and kind of continued till 2016. And that was a real change for Odds Monkey where we kind of had like a management buy-in for some other people that I'd met that were in the industry. And then we changed from being a software only to actually being a sort of full service offering. And we gave people the education piece uh, alongside the software.
0: Match betting is one of those communities that I had no idea existed when I found its markets. The yeah. initial seed for me getting into sports betting was I was fascinated by people trading events, namely politics, not really so much sports. And we launched the exchange. We kind of almost tripped into this market just because the exchange is such a natural counterparty trying to extract the value from these offers. To me, it was remarkable that there's this whole industry that exists just sort of trading startup sign up bonuses from makers.
2: Yeah. And I think. Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, it, we've had I think nearly half a million members that have registered to the site over the last ten and a bit years. And there's lots of people that know about it, but there's still loads of people that don't. And that is our marketing challenge: is convincing those people it's a genuine thing, it does work, it makes sense. It, it, yeah, it, it's all based on maths. Because yeah, as soon as people hear about placing bets, they assume there's an essence of gambling. Whereas we, using mathematics and software, we do kind of remove the, the typical risk associated with gambling. So, what do you think
0: about the gambling, the sports betting industry in particular? Like, are you a sports bettor yourself? Do you like sports betting, or is this just a, a money game for you, like Sudoku?
2: Yeah, not really. I've I've placed bets over the years. I'm a football fan. Yeah, I've bet on football, but sort of normally realised that I never ended up up in the long run. Not really. In terms of my attitude to the sort of the bookmaker industry, I think they do pretty well out of it. So I don't feel guilty for educating people on a simple way to make money from home using their offers if they're throwing out these offers then they're throwing them out to try and attract customers it works for them that's why they continue to do it so if a few people sign up all they're doing is using what they're offering Uh, they're just using it in a clever way that they can uh, yeah take a profit from it
0: yeah if i were to simplify this because i do think it's quite a complicated thing to go through and i I actually just went through your whole sign up flow myself as a customer and even though i run betting exchange it's quite confusing you know lots of terminology lots of buying selling timing issues like pricing issues but the rough thing is like let's say bookmaker x offers a 20 pound sign-up bonus there'll be certain terms and conditions with that often the ones i was doing had something called a qualifying bet so basically you place a bet at a neutral risk qualify for the bet so you'll bet five pounds or ten pounds for something at the bookmaker then you'll go to an exchange and sell five, 10 pounds of the equivalent as close as possible to the odds. So it's a net neutral trade. And then you get into the bonus and then you use the free money to ARB against a, an exchange bet. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's that pretty a, much is it. Is that a good summary? It is, yeah. And that's, that's essentially it. And that's kind of the default match betting process is, yeah, you place a qualifying bet. Then it might be neutral or there might be a small loss. You might lose a few pence, but that then unlocks your free bet and you kind of repeat the process. Yeah, it is complicated. I can assure you it's a lot simpler now than it was 10 years ago. But it is something that we continue to work on to try and Mm -hmm. come up with new ways to try and innovate and make that process. There's the education process and then also the tech around it to try and simplify it as much Mm -hmm. as possible. We're a little bit limited on the tech side from the fact that you have to place the bets yourself because otherwise that would be in breach of the terms and conditions. We can't place them for you. So there's always going to be that requirement for an education to make sure you're comfortable, you know what you're placing the bets on. So yeah, our aim is to try and spoon feed our, our new customers as early as possible just so that they're comfortable uh, and they know exactly what to place those bets on.
0: So what pushback have you gotten from the, the sports betting industry?
2: Not a great deal in terms of like formal pushback. I mean, yeah, no one's threatened to take us to court or anything because essentially, like I said, we're not breaking any terms and conditions. We're just educating people. We get a few, the odd tweet and stuff from an angry bookmaker that doesn't like matched bettors because, yeah, and that's not why they're putting their promotions out there. They want customers that are going to sign up and and continue to bet in the long run. But, no, nothing really significant other than that. I've not been chased out of a bookmaking shop yet. (laughs)
0: When's the last time you were in a bookmaking shop? Probably quite a while ago,
2: (laughs) to be honest. Yes, yeah. I did used to like fruit machines in my very early days. So, yeah, I used to go in there. My mate used to like betting, so he'd be betting on the horses and I'd have a dabble on the fruit machines.
0: So you get a little bit of pushback, but not really. But I would assume that, you know, I've seen the P&L for match bettors. They tend to win on the bookmaker and lose on the exchange. And you make money from these guys. So betting is a zero sum industry. So the combination of this match betting industry is taking money out of the pockets. Are you? I'm putting words in your mouth, but are you saying they're making so much money from people who aren't match betting that it kind of all comes out in the wash?
2: I think they're making so much money, or my take would be they're making so much money that a few matched betters not using the promotions. Mm. They're it's like a credit them. card points kind of game. Yeah, kind of. But also different bookmakers' attitudes to matched betters changes quite a lot. I mean, we've had times where we've had Brooks come to us and say, we want customers, and they know who we are, and they know the type of customers we'll be sending them. But for some reason, the new affiliate manager comes in, and he just wants customers through the door. So their attitude does change. And then six months later, they won't want our customers. We don't tend to, even if somebody, a bookmaker came to us, we wouldn't send them customers in that situation anyway, because we're sending them customers and they could easily be tagged as sort of value betters or or whatever internal tag they use, but they know what they're doing that they might not get to bet on that platform for as long as they might do if they just turned up as a sort of, yeah, a regular punter.
0: Mm. So from your perspective, well, I guess I've seen like very notably in the UK, that three six five used to have a two hundred pound sign up bonus for years and years and, yeah. and I was checking the other day and it's thirty pounds I think yeah it's a and pretty remarkable
2: yeah that's probably the biggest drop yeah three six five were always the most generous back in the day they had that two hundred pounds for yeah for quite and a do you while think that's
0: because of people like you and me that has dropped that bonus down or do you think they lost that money on normal betters what what would you
2: Take. I think they, they had that offer for such a long time. And yeah, last time I checked, they were doing okay. So I assume it worked for them for a long time. Right. I think there's a chance that matched betters influenced the fact that it was the fact they reduced it, but possibly, I think it's probably more likely that matched betters affected smaller bookmakers. And, and they were like, right, well, we need to drop our offer because we're not getting the right customers through the door. And after a while, there were so many of these bookmakers that had reduced their offers and Bet365 thought we don't need to stand out as as high, as high much as we are. And they, I think they were one of the last to drop down. So, yeah, definitely that initial welcome promotion. That's what I sort of said it used to be a lot easier. It has reduced. So I think the current sign up offers for the bookmakers in the UK are around 800 pounds. And that's the simplest form of matched better when you first sign up. Hundred pounds if, oh, you, of, like, if you did of all, of them, all of them, if you did all the welcome offers. And how many really? bookmakers are there in the UK from oh, your perspective? I'd probably struggle to tell you, to be quite honest. I know we've got over 100, but then that that's includes Europe as well. Okay. So, yeah, I'd, I'd guess that's like over they're 100
0: people. UK facing uh, bookmakers.
2: Yeah, yeah, that actually service UK customers. Yeah. Okay. Over and you
0: presumably get a bonus from each.
2: Pretty much. And that's what surprises people as well. A lot of people, they hear about it and say, I've already got accounts at all the bookmakers. You think that's that's probably quite unlikely. That's probably more than you think. Yeah, exactly.
0: exactly. So what do you think is the future of making and bonusing and things like this?
2: So I feel it's plateaued in terms of the offers that they're offering. It, It has come down, as we've mentioned, but it seems to have plateaued at the moment. And there's different types of offers coming out best odds guaranteed on the horse racing is one that is really popular with our members at the minute there's the two up offer on the football where if the team goes two goals up then they'll pay out and there's ways to make money from that so I think they'll continue to be more creative in their offers and for us that's a challenge of like if bookmakers offering value to the customer to try and entice them to come and use their platform then there's normally a way to extract that value and that's kind of what we do when we get our heads together in our product team and, and working with our Customer service team who are always speaking to our customers and just try and find new ways to try and like exploit. but That sounds quite to, to utilize, nice that yeah, the, extra, the value, yeah, from those offers. So in terms of the bookmaking, uh, I mean, from, from the matched betting side, I mean, we're focused on trying to. I know we've touched on it already, just trying to simply continue to simplify that process as much as possible. I think we've done a really good job over the last few years, but we've got big plans to try and continue that. I am now really focused on the product. We've had a few changes over the last couple of years in terms of the company. And we've merged recently with a different company. And that's allowed me to sort of focus on the product a lot more. So yeah, putting together and building that a roadmap for how we can continue to improve the UK. But now we've also recently launched in the US as well. Obviously, there's a lot opened up over there. There's definitely some nuances to that industry and that market, as I'm sure you're well aware of. Essentially, there's no reason why a similar concept such as matched betting couldn't work in other countries and territories. And yeah, U.S. is probably going to be next for us. Well, we've got a site up and running over there, just starting to explore, registered and licensed in a, in a handful of states, testing the water over there. Got some early traction sets exciting, too.
0: Great. And, you know, I guess full disclosure, Odds Monkey and Smarkets, we work together and we've worked together for years. So, you know, I'm not I'm a conflicted party here. From your perspective, what do you think about exchanges and what would you like to see exchanges do or not do? Because I think you have quite a unique perspective in the industry of seeing sort of it from the tech side, the utility side of the industry.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I'm obviously a big fan of exchanges because exchanges are what makes matched betting possible, really being able to bet on the other side of something means you can cancel it out, which yeah, once you start understanding matched betting, you realize how important that is. It's probably a little bit, more on the boring side. But for us, the real challenge is KYC with an exchange. Because obviously, as an exchange, as any gambling operator, you need to go through the normal KYC process and be really strict and diligent around. Them. But matched bettors are a bit of a unique type of better because it might look on the exchange or it might look on a bookmaker like they're losing quite a lot of money. Whereas we know that they're cancelling those bets out. So that creates a bit of a challenge in terms of, and I know we've touched on it in the past and yeah, when we've chatted with your teams about different ways we could try and tackle that. Because if you just looked at it in isolation at their activity on one of those platforms, then it might look like they were yeah, a really high risk customer. That's probably an area where it would be good if we could try and progress a, a way to yeah, work out how we can just make that as simple as possible. Because if these customers aren't losing money and they're not at risk because they understand matched betting and, and they're going through that process, then we want them to be on SmartKits and yeah, using you rather than a different exchange. So a big one for us was a box that we ticked with you guys was integration. So you can now place SmartKits bets through the Odds Monkey website, which is it was just another big step in simplifying the process. So. I know you probably have a big challenge in educating your customers the first time they see a betting exchange. If all they've experienced before that is a sports book, then they look quite different and an exchange can look quite daunting. So we're bringing in customers that don't even have that sports book knowledge a lot of the time. So... We're giving them the instructions. It's now go and create your account at Smarkets. And then they log into Smarkets. And yeah, it can be quite overwhelming. Mm. So they can now link their SmartKids account with OddsMonkey and then just click a button on the OddsMonkey site. And not only will they not have to go to Smarkets to place that bet and potentially make a mistake, everything, the, the exact amount, which can sometimes be an odd amount. They might be laying 12 pounds and 32 pence. They can just click a button and that's done. And if the odds have changed, then the software will take care of that and it will just find the the next bet so they haven't got worried about, yes or like partially matched bets or anything like that.
0: How would you contrast match betting with ARBing? Are they two branches of the same tree? Are they completely different trees?
2: So the majority of the bets that we ask our customers to place are sort of, yeah, NARBs or nearly ARBs. NARBs. NARBS. I've never heard that before. Yeah, new one for you. So we wouldn't recommend that customers place ARBs because... That is value that a bookmaker could quite easily look at somebody's track record and say, right, well, based on that information, they're only placing value bets. So if they can just stay below the point where it's an ARB and our software shows that in a percentage value rating, so 100% would be... If they have a bad price,
1: say like
0: they're too high on the bookmaker, you can buy in the bookmaker, sell in the exchange and get value just by crossing off the risk against each other. And you're saying that bookmakers will notice this, and then what? Close their accounts, so stop them from betting anymore. So, from, from your perspective, that's completely legal and it's within bounds. But do you think that's ethical behavior? Not at
2: all. No. So what's your take on that? So, the fact that a bookmaker, I mean, them offering bad odds or, or odds that aren't as competitive as they maybe should be, is fair enough. Like, if yeah, they've got to attract people to come and bet on their platform. If their odds aren't great, then it's the customer's choice. But Having those odds, and then having a customer sign up, and then win consistently, or only bet on odds when they are good value, and then closing their account down—how's that fair? Like, it's like, but they're quite happy to have customers sign up and and lose loads of money. Yeah, that's that—that's great for us. That's great for our profits. Like, surely it's got to be. I'm a big fan. I know there's been talk of it in the past about trying to change the sort of regulations around. So you that, think it should
0: be illegal? I think.
2: Yeah, I'd say so. Because uh, I'd say if, you offer, if you're offering a service, then how can you pick and choose? By, yeah, you, but they're essentially saying we only want people that are bad at betting. I mean, how does that sound fair?
0: Well, that is their business. That's how they make the money. So I I completely agree with you. I do think it's unethical. But to steelman man this argument, I would say that, you know, in any business, you have the right to choose who you want as a customer. So like if you have XYZ person that wants to sign up for odds monkey and you don't like them for whatever reason, you don't have to take the customer. From that perspective, I think bookmakers, just like any business, should have the right to choose who their customers are. The other aspect of sports betting, it's a zero-sum game. So if you're, your customer is making money, you're losing money. So from that perspective, not only should they have the right to pick their own customers, but they will, they'll go out of business if too many people win money. So what would you say to that?
2: Yeah. I mean, they'll go out of business if too many people win money. There's there's a lot more, I would imagine there's a lot more bad bettors out there than there are good bettors. So I I still think that, that, I mean, there's also, there are bookmakers that don't restrict customers and and they try and protect their profits through just making sure that their odds are sharp and pay more attention in that way is my understanding. It's a fair point to be honest. Like if you had a bar and you were giving away free drinks, then yeah, if somebody comes in and starts causing trouble, you want the option to refuse their custom. But -hmm. that's a more extreme example. If they're just coming in and sitting down and just drinking the free drink and then leaving, they're not really breaking the rules. They're just not sticking around for for more drinks afterwards. So I I certainly don't feel it's ethical. But it's a valid point. It is their business. But maybe if
0: Because there will be bookmakers who are listening to this podcast, so I want to sort of have an honest debate. If you use your bar example, aren't you guys the ones that are going to get free drinks and then leaving? Yeah. So maybe you, like, why isn't your behavior unethical? So why is it unethical? and I'm I'm being a little bit punchy to have a brisk argument, but if it's unethical for the bookmaker to drop somebody because they're finding value, why is it ethical for you to teach people how to pick off the bookmaker and extract value risk-free?
2: Because in the bar example, I don't think there's anything wrong. I I don't think it's unethical. If there's a big, long strip of pubs and they're all offering one free drink, why wouldn't you just walk in and get one free drink from each of the bar and then move on to the next one? If you go into one of those bars and it's fantastic and the music's banging and there's loads of great people in there, then you might stick around.
0: Yeah. Big yellow bus. What's your favorite color? Uh, I'd probably go red. Red bus. Uh, Big red bus called the Paul bus. And he would drive to the bars with the free drink, drop everybody off, grab the free drink, and go to the next bar.
2: That's like the odds monkey bus <laughs> bus analogy. Yeah, yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. I, don't yeah. Think... Anyway, I mean, I'm on your but, side. Like, I do. I do. But then I'm not. That... Yeah. It, but then I I say that it's more like I've got a website. And it's just telling people this is yeah. these are all the best bars that give out the free drinks. Go and get a free drink here. Go and get a free drink there. Another reason I I don't feel guilty from helping teach people how to do It's just when you sit and read the feedback we get from our customers that there's so many people out there where. It's a bold statement, but it's changed their lives. People that have gone on holidays, redone their kitchen, saved up for new cars, just because they've found a way to earn a little bit of extra money working from home in a simple way. And then you see that that profits from like, yeah, 365 executives. So yeah, no, there's certainly no guilt in in teaching people how to make the most of those offers.
0: Fair enough. As we're getting close to wrapping here, what would you like to see happen in the industry? The... Matched betting industry or the yeah. bookmaking industry, either or both. You want it to be illegal for bookmakers to
2: drop customers. What about stake factoring? Where do you sit on that? Is that fair? It's. Uh, it, I think it kind of falls into a similar area in terms of treating customers. It, if to, if to me, it feels right that customers should be treated equally, fairly. Like, there's, if you sign up to something and you're good at something, then why should you be penalised? And it's like, I don't want your business anymore. But I do also appreciate when you just flip it around to a purely business commercial sense, mm-hmm. you say, well, why would you want those customers then? Why can't yeah. we pick and choose? So it's an interesting debate, and I just think that the minute one side's got a a real sort of the best case situation, they're getting them a lot more out of it than the other side and the normal customers. Obviously, I've spoken about the the great feedback from the positive side of, of match betting is equally bad stories from bookmakers that don't do a great job on uh, looking after their customers. So, yeah.
0: One of my favorite aspects of match betting is that it really clearly shows that you don't have to lose money in sports betting. You know, people group sports betting with gambling, you're going to lose money, it's stupid, all these kinds of things. But at the end of the day, when you're placing a sports bet, it's just a trade. Like you're trading on Arsenal to win or not to win. Uh, whatever the case might be, but it's still a financial trade at the end of the day. And match betting really shows that it's just a financial market and there's quirks in the financial market. There's value, just like there is in the stock market. And it really drives that home. And those positive stories are good examples of people making money and some make good money.
2: Yeah, it's another way. I mean, lot, like I said, a lot of our customers that sign up aren't sports fans or gamblers or bettors. And I think it does sort of educate them Is a, a, a different way that, that it works and very different from, you know, just your typical bookmaker offering on on something to happen. So yeah, it appreciating that other side of the coin. And I think sometimes, yeah, when we're trying to explain to people how an exchange works, it's like, yeah, normally it's always, the bookmaker's always laying the bet, like he's laying the bet. We're just using somebody else Mm. rather than the bookmaker. But, It is interesting and it's good when people understand that, but getting there is quite as soon as you mention the word lay bet, then it's like confuses a a lot of people. I I, I hate that terminology. Yeah, I don't think it's the best. And we try and say that whenever you hear the word lay, just think of something not happening. And because, yeah, I like sales. Yeah, but that's probably your background, I guess. See, the buy and sell thing, I think sometimes is a struggle as well. And potentially, yeah, it's different. But then that's what we're going to do a lot more of. We've invested a lot recently in terms of trying to analyze. And understand better our customers and their behavior on the platform and speaking to our customers a lot more and trying to sort of tie up that feedback loop my customers so and testing is something that we're really keen on doing so we want to sit down and speak to customers and buy sell that's something that maybe we should try a bit more and see how customers sort of yeah react to that maybe it's something that might resonate a little bit more i guess we're all guilty of our own grounds and, and what seems simplest to us but i think that what I've probably learned a lot over the sort of last year when I focused more on productivity. Opinions are great, but yeah, you really need to test stuff and, and, and find out as much as you can from data.
0: Great. What do you want to be when you grow up?
2: When I grow up, um, I'm 43. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been asked that question. From a kind of professional point of view, I guess I'd just like to see how far we can take this match betting and, and, and how big we can make it, how many people how many people's lives we can change and, and like I said potentially take it into sort of different areas different countries outside of work I don't know I enjoy like woodworking I can kind of a semi-retirement where I just make like a custom, bit of carpentry yeah it? custom-made furniture and I've got this big long order book where people are just happy to wait until I'm free and I just make it at my own pace
0: with Again, your shirt off
2: uh, I don't know about that. If, if I'm really struggling for money and I, yeah, I'd need to get in the gym for that I think, <laughs> a little bit as well. But bacon, I enjoy. So yeah. Like bacon. Have you made a piece of furniture? I've made a few bits like boards, coffee okay. tables and things. A few bits and pieces. Very but yeah, cool. it's just finding the free time is a struggle. But yeah, no, it'd be good to do more of that. And bacon is the other thing that I'm in. Like bacon, sourdough, I find really therapeutic. So yeah, doing more of that would be nice. Fantastic.
0: Well, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for being an in-studio guest.
2: No problem. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cheers.
1: The Business of Betting podcast is presented by Optimove, the number one CRM marketing solution for the iGaming industry. Four out of the top five U.S. operators personalize player experiences with Optimove, the number one CRM marketing solution for the iGaming industry. Learn more about Optimove by requesting a demo at optimove.com slash business of betting. And if you like what you see, you will get your first month free.